Welcome to Housebroken, true stories of renovation, romance, and regret. I guess the thing about renovating an old house is you have to kind of figure out what your limits are. You know, like when you're going to have to call the professionals. Roofing, plumbing, electric. I I would think that though, painting, exterior painting, I would think that those were the times you had to call the professionals. Installing a hardwood floor, I guess in hindsight, I would have called in the professionals. The couple pictured on the box of the pre-finished hardwood flooring looked so happy. He looked like his name was Mike. She looked like a Kathy. I thought the perfection with which his plaid flannel shirt sleeves were rolled up was a little unnerving. Maybe it belied an underlying kind of an OCD issue with him, but whatever. I mean, if Kathy and Mike could put in a hardwood floor, certainly Mark and Mel could. So when we redid the kitchen, maybe like around 1986, maybe, you know, we thought, oh, there's got to be a hardwood floor. So we scraped and scraped and scraped the layers of past vinyl, past linoleum, and there was a hardwood floor, but it was so damaged. It was beyond saving. And I think at that point, we hadn't any money left in the kitchen redo budget. So we had to come up with a reasonable facsimile of better linoleum. We picked out these 12 inch by 12 inch tiles that were supposed to look like tile. I know, just saying it sounds ridiculous. But we glued them down and okay, they didn't look too bad. They lasted for about five years and then it just looked like the floor was never clean. I would get down on my hands and knees and scrub old school. It always looked grungy, which bugged the hell out of me. But Mark didn't think that was a problem. He just made it a point of never looking down. Okay, so grungy, awful linoleum kitchen floor. Five years went by, 10, 15. How was I going to get him to replace this floor? I said a prayer to the patron saint of flooring, St. Pergo. Please, please help me. I don't know what it's going to take. No, actually, that's not true. I knew what it would take. It would take something like like the, the superest duperest deal that he could not pass up. See, okay, Mark is the type of guy that, okay, you know those like Target gift cards you get when you buy laundry soap and paper towel? Well, he collects those. And he saves them. I mean, last year, he had like $400 worth of Target gift cards. We got a TV for maybe $100. It's kind of genius, actually. We were in the big box home improvement store looking for, I don't know, a pallet of sandpaper that Mark needed for his company. And I get bored, so I tend to like wander off into the you know, the more fun things like the tile aisle or the window treatment aisle. And it just so happened that Mark found me in the floor covering aisle. Okay, I could have pointed out that they were having a closeout sale on pre-finished hardwood flooring, but that would have been too obvious. You see, this is a very delicate dance I have to do. I have to make this seem like it's his idea. So I kind of just 
walk past the huge red and yellow clearance closeout, you know. And and Mark's like, oh, well, look at this stuff. It's on super duper closeout. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, I hadn't really. I didn't. I didn't even see it. And then I, I kind of look at it going like, oh, well, look, oh, it says here, if you open up a charge card, you get an additional 20% off and you don't have to pay anything for a year. And then I just kind of start walking away because I'm like, oh, you know, the kitchen floor is fine. I can hear the cylinders in his brain clicking, clicking, turning, turning, turning. And he goes, hmm, you know, well, we could replace that kitchen floor. So now... The trick is to kind of reverse roles. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be nice, but this is pretty expensive. And he's got this knit brow, and he's like, you know what, though? I I don't know. I mean, I think this is too good of a deal to pass up. We'd be crazy not to buy it. Kathy and Mike, get in the car. You're coming with me. The boxes of flooring could not stay in the garage because it was too cold out there. So they would have to stay in the dining room. Kathy and Mike were there when we carved our pumpkins. They were there for Thanksgiving dinner. They hung around at Christmas time. Oh, yeah, they even helped us ring in the new year. They were there for Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. I was just about to include them in our Easter brunch plans when Mark said he finally had a weekend free and we were going to do it. We were going to put in this hardwood floor. Friday night, we unplugged the appliances and started to uh, deconstruct the kitchen floor. You know, it takes a while for you to get your technique down. Like I thought, okay, well, first we thought we'll just use this like crowbar thing and pry the tiles up. But I guess, well, I guess it's a testament to us, but they were really glued down there. So we had to like use a hammer to hammer the pry bar underneath the tiles until they came up. I wonder if Kathy and Mike had this problem. I mean, what was the extent of their prep work? Their safety glasses were hardly even scratched. And then we put down this black, like weird paper stuff. And then... Saturday was going to be the day. We decided that Mark would be the measurer, the sawer, and nail gunner. All I had to do was hand him the long planks of flooring. I mean, boy, this is actually could be fun. So I opened a box and I handed him a plank. And he says, uh, no, you, you got to open up all the boxes. I'm like... Why? Well, because you have to check each board. I'm like, for what? Well, for cupping or warping. Kathy and Mike wouldn't give me bad boards, would they? The first board I handed him was warped, he claimed. The second board I handed him was cupped. Well, okay, I I guess I needed a little tutorial on what exactly warping and cupping looked like because... Ten boards were all rejected. And I was beginning to take things a little personally. Like, I was the one who was cupped and warped. And I was being rejected. I handed him another board that I thought was perfectly acceptable. But he's like, no, 
No. I'm like, what's wrong with it? He goes, see, it's it's got a slight bow to it. He he showed me like he was looking down the barrel of a 22 shotgun. I did not appreciate being in his line of fire. I would say out of like maybe 20 boards that I had pulled out of boxes, maybe eight he found to be acceptable. And Kathy and Mike were beginning to really annoy me. Okay, like five hours ago, their smiles were all happy-go-lucky and, come on, let's put in a hardwood floor. And now it was more like, (laughs) what, you can't put in a hardwood floor? I mean, we can. Mark and I are both left-handed. But I'm more of a switch hitter when it comes to that. I mean, I can, like, cut with right-handed scissors. Mark can't even hammer right-handed. So when it came to that awkward, tight space between the wall and the radiator, he just could not negotiate it. And I said, well, I, I can do it. Just give me the nail gun. Mike looked like the kind of guy that wouldn't have a problem letting Kathy do the nail gun. I mean, I don't think he would have thought it was emasculating, unlike my husband. Mark seemed so wary to relinquish the power of the nail gun to me. But it was like there was no other way this was going to get done. So he reluctantly acquiesced. And then he was all like, uh, make sure you've got this situated like this, and make sure you've got that end pointed away from you and down. And I looked at him, I'm like, D- do you think I'm an idiot? Oh, uh, well, uh, okay, no, this, this was, no. He should have said right away, well, of course I don't. But no, he hemmed, he hawed. It took him like 20 seconds before he answered, and not in a very conclusive way either. He chose that moment to bring up the fact of all my little, like, uh, exploratory surgeries that I had done around the house. Well, in my defense, I get tired of walking past things that are, like, half coming off the wall, so I figure, like, just, you know, like a Band-Aid, rip! So I just rip off sections of wallpaper that are falling down anyway, in hopes that, Maybe there'd be something really cool underneath, but it turns out that, ooh, they were covering up a big gap in the plaster, and now there's like all these scabs around the house. Maybe he couldn't handle the fact that I took to the nail gun rather quickly. I mean, I picked it up. I got it. I guess he was just, maybe he was feeling inadequate as a man. I don't know. Eh, things went pretty much downhill from there. We finished the floor in silence. But every time I got to pick a board out of one of the boxes, I looked over at Kathy and Mike, and I hated them. It was as if putting in a hardwood floor for Kathy and Mike had rekindled something in their marriage that maybe they thought was long dead. As if putting in a hardwood floor was like their second honeymoon. I just looked at Mark, and he was all sweaty and smelly, and I don't know. He was, he was just not Mike. 
Okay, I was no Kathy, but still. I think we started this project at like 7 in the morning. And I, I, the kids were at grandma's. And I thought, oh, yeah, we'll pick them up at 5. No, 5 o'clock came and went. I was like, 8 o'clock came and went. And then I had to call them and say, could they just like sleep at your house? We finally finished the floor. It was maybe 2 in the morning. I did not want to clean up at all. I just wanted to like rinse myself off and get into bed. You know, I don't even know when he crawled into bed. But when I got up in the morning and I came downstairs, he had picked up pretty much most of the stuff. He managed to push the stove back, get the refrigerator there, and You know, I didn't really think the color of the floor was that great, but I figured, eh, it's on sale. You know, it was a little too reddish for me, but, you know, it worked with our maple kitchen cabinets. Mark came downstairs, and I said, and he's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, you know what? I I like it. It looks great. There was one box of hardwood flooring left, and I asked him, I said, oh, well, you know, you could return that. And he's like, no, I think we should save it just in case. Like, maybe we need to replace some section of the floor because something happened or something. True. True. And then I said, you know, I got to apologize for being such a uh, a shit yesterday. And he was like, no, that's okay. I I get it. You do? I said, he goes, yeah, it's okay. It was, you know, it was hard work. We were in a tight situation and I mean, it's forgotten. I'm like, you mean, you're never going to like, every time you look at this floor, you're not going to think what a, what a jerk I was. And he's like, nah, forget it. Kathy and Mike live in our garage in the rafters. I made sure that Mark put the box in there facing up so I didn't have to look at their smiling, perfect teeth for the rest of my life. You know, I don't know. They seemed perfect, but uh, there was something about them. Maybe the reason they were replacing their floor was because Mike had murdered his first wife and couldn't get the stain out. Maybe they weren't even a couple. I don't know. But just between you and me, I really hope I never see them again. For more information about me, about the podcast, to see pictures of the various stages of renovation, you can go to the website www.melcskimmon.com. <laughs>